Hello and welcome to the Seventh River. I'm your gracious host, Flynn Lloyd. And this is a podcast where I share wisdom that affects your life and your relationships from a Christian point of view. And today we're talking about trans rights and how it affects everyone. What makes trans rights so insidious and such a point of contestation between a lot of people is that As one man said, the crazy train has no brakes. And the point about the crazy train is that with trans rights, it is not based on anything that is a fact, but all feelings based. But it originally has rode on the back of African Americans and their struggle to be seen as just men and women, regular Americans under the law, they're bound or actually owed the rights under the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And so as you remove what are facts and makes everything feeling based, you start to understand that things will no longer be equal. Things will be based on who screams the loudest or who acts the craziest or who seems the most butthurt instead of honoring what is true and what you can prove. Um, In the West, it's not about how you feel, it's about what you can prove. But with the trans rights running around, they are removing truth. Now, something I find very interesting and what I always start off with is that God, right? God is the central point of everything. And if God doesn't exist and God is not real and everything that God says about us, like him being our creator, that he knew us in the womb, that he made man male and female, that is Genesis chapter three, or that God made us, Genesis chapter one, then everything else is up to the creation to define as what is right and wrong. And when we start to play God, that's where we all fail because none of us are fair to one another and none of us are equally caring for one another. We will lend, lean left or right. But where we can all get together is that we can all equally agree on rules that should apply to all of us that is fair. A lot of time that fairness is based off of what God would intend for us to be, which is to be fair, to be honest, to be logical, to prove our arguments, to test the spirit by the spirit. But in a lot of cases under LGBT, we have started to change a lot of the things that would even be considered a truth. And that is a problem. I can't stand that. And because I can't stand that, because I see it as as such a danger to regular society, we have to be wary of this. Okay? So, let's get into it. Now, as we get into it, let's start off with what's going on in the world right now under the LGBT. Now, they have started to do this from Duke University called Divinity Pride. It's a group that they say they are affirming the dignity, faithfulness, and strength of 
lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, questioning, intersect, asexuality, and gender, sexuality, non-conforming Christians. If that does not sound crazy, you are off your freaking rocker. They are praying to God using this. Strange one, fabulous one, fluid and ever becoming one. She states, the person who's praying this, that mother, father, parent, and drag queen, and trans men, and gender fluid. Again, they are trying to make God queer. What they don't understand is that by removing and making God queer and genderless, even though in the Bible and every time he has appeared unto man, we're talking about the God of the Bible, Yahweh, the Great One, Jehovah, the Great I Am, is being called fabulous and queer and strange one, as if we do not know who he is, and it is a he. All throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, which is the founding document for the Constitution, the rights that we enjoy, the things that make the West great is based on our equal understanding of the ever-present, omnipotent, all-powerful God who made man and woman in his image. To remove that and to start calling God queer and fluid and ever becoming, it strips the very foundation that we have built everything off of. And what's even more curious is that as they do this and they say that this is a way of allowing everyone to come into faith, this points me to a point of saying, no, stop it. You need to sit down and stop. Because everywhere in our world, there is a point to where we have to, and I hate to say this, might bother people, but you have to say no to something. You have to distinguish what is good from what is bad to what is useful to what is worthless to what will build up and what will tear down. And this is tearing down by making God into something that he was not or in tried to influence think people into thinking that God will accept anything as if God or man who he has created has no right to distinguish right from wrong. Everyone has to be accepted, and that is wrong, all right? In life, we are defined by what we will accept and what we refuse to accept, okay? That's the same thing. If a woman accepts any man, he could be fat, drunk, mean, an abuser, crude, bad language, body odor, just a terrible individual who does not keep themselves up. She has to accept it because she doesn't want him to feel excluded. That's wrong. Same thing with young men. Accepting a woman that has more sexual partners than a Greyhound bus. No. Stop it, knock it off, you need to go back to the drawing board, son. But here we are. They're taking God and expanding him to accept anyone and everyone to accept everything under the guise that anyone can be a Christian, okay? To become a Christian, you must confess and believe 
who Jesus was and what he is. Jesus said, I have not come to change anything, but I have come to fulfill that which was written. So if the Old Testament says that man and woman were made in his image and Jesus came as the son of God into the New Testament to fulfill those things, guess what? He's not changing anything. He's fulfilling the law, fulfilling prophecy. Therefore, when people are saying that, you know, we need to talk about the dignity and the faithfulness and the strength of all these weird people who are directly opposite of what God intended for them to be, that's blasphemous. That's crazy. That's saying that God himself has made a mistake, which he cannot make a mistake. And therefore, these people who are talking about this stuff, in many cases, I would hope to believe and probably will say they are not Christian. They are refusing the basic building blocks of what God has made and said it was good. And once again, this is the foundation of morality. This is the foundation of biology and science itself by saying that, once again, God who made everything and God who where we can find all the notes and all the different things through our testing of what was left on this earth to point to some intelligent design was wrong based on feelings right feelings feelings that these people are i think i'm a lesbian i think i'm gay i think i'm trans i think i'm queer i think i'm asexual i think i'm this i think i'm that that is now being used to infiltrate god's houses if we cannot discriminate against who god has called and who god will let into his house a lot of people really need to go read the Old Testament and figure out that God was not down for that, nor is he down for that now. Okay? Without God, a lot of the rights that we enjoy in the Western society under Constitution, under the Bill of Rights, under the Magna Carta, a lot of this, these older piece of legislation that were inspired by God's word means absolutely nothing because the people believe the Bible and that God was a fact. He is ever ch not changing. He stays constantly the same. What he called wrong is wrong and what he called right was right and it has stayed the same. But to call God a ever-growing Gender fluid one is a total opposite of what he has said about himself or what he has left for us to read. Moving that along, the Bible also says something else. In Proverbs it says, train up a child in the way that he should go and when he's old it shall not depart from him. Right now, these people who, once again, are trying to defy who God is trying to undo the things he has said, trying to undo what he has made and the genders he has given them, male and female, are now working their way into messing with your children, my cousins, my nephews, all right? And one of the most insipid and nasty ways that they're doing this is through TikTok, of all things. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, as they say, when a fool opens his mouth, do not stop him from talking. Why? Because he will tell on himself. Now, from PJ Media, which is a wonderful news site I love to read, uh, by Mr. Robert Spencer on 20th of uh, April, he wrote the more secret transition closets found in public schools. Now, if you've been paying attention in the Western world, you'll find out a lot of the people in the United States and some in Britain have started to realize that their children are coming home and declaring themselves little girls when they're little boys. How is a child at seven years old, ladies and gentlemen, who doesn't really know what their penis is for other than pain, going to tell you that they need to cut it off and they need to start transitioning to being a female and they're only in the first grade. They need to know what adding is. They need to know how to, once again, coordinate their limbs like walking and running and forming friendships with other little children and learning their basic concept of their ABCs, their one, two, threes, left foot, right foot, tying their shoestrings. We look up to teachers to do this, correct? And we would think that the teacher who is teaching them would not include their own private lives and their sexual proclivities. Whether they are straight or otherwise, that is not a child's business, what you do in the privacy of your own bedroom or how you want to work it out. You are there to teach them. Now, that is not what's going on. Right? The President of the United States says something very interesting, and it comes from the article from PJ Media again. I'm going to get back to the other story, but this one says he decries the sin of abuse of power, and that's what these teachers are doing. Instead of teaching these children, they are running around and teaching them sexual politics and separating sex and gender from one another, in which anyone who is competent or read the Bible will understand that sex and gender are hand in hand walking together. A man is a man and he wants a woman. A woman is a woman and she wants a man. There are those who want to go counterculture or opposite. You have free will, but that is not standard. You want to do it, do it. But that is not the standard and should not be pushed to children who are too young of an age to even understand what they're doing. At 18, cleared weird. I will talk about you and I will vehemently or very strongly debate you about what you're doing because it makes a bunch a bunch of no sense but you have the right to live your life as you want but when it comes to children under 18 we we're going to scrap ladies and gentlemen we're going to throw some bows here why because i believe in truth truth does not change based on where you're sitting your opinion of it may change but the truth still remains the truth regardless of how you feel. Okay? Now, the President of the United States from his article said he got into politics because he believes the greatest sin that anyone can commit is the abuse of power. Whatever the power is, the power of a teacher, the power of a doctor, or the power of a leader. And once again, you have teachers who are abusing their rights to influence young children into converting them into a sexual practice, and which is not normal, is counter common sense and counter biology, or as some people say, not right by the science. All right? Now, one big group of people who 
ugh, scare the heck out of me, but have said a whole lot of truth when they came out with this wonderful thing. It's the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir. Now, most of the time when you think of a choir, you're thinking of church, but these guys don't go to church. These guys are the opposite. And they came out and they let you know what they're going to do, which is groom your child. Grooming, if you don't know what that means, means they're going to influence your child outside of your knowledge to accept things that you do not accept or see as true. As Proverbs says, train up your child in the way that he should go, not someone else. So while you're at work, working to try to give them a better life, these weirdos are putting weird things into their movies, into their songs, into the TikTok that they like to watch with their friends, and into the very games that they play and open their minds. And this is what these weirdos have said. We'll convert your children. We're coming for your children. We are going to convert the children of narrow-minded, hate-filled bigots, which is you, wonderful, normal individuals, to tolerant and replace their ignorance with knowledge. Now, what type of knowledge and who are we talking about? These grown gay men who are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s are not talking about young men in their 20s or 30s. They're not talking about them. They're talking about the young. They're talking about the 7 to 18 years olds. Because if you allow me to segue, what they're finding out is that a lot of these people who were convinced of they're gay or they're trans and they need to transition. Guess what? In their 20s and 30s, they get out of that crap. But it's even more dangerous when a lot of them and their dumb parents are allowing these children at the ages of 10 to 18 take, uh, take puberty blockers. Meaning if a young lady doesn't get the estrogen she needs, but is taking a bunch of testosterone, she's going to develop muscles like a man. A mustache like a man. Hair and body odor like a man. But her body and bones cannot support that. Because she's a woman. XX chromosomes. Hello. With a little boy. There's a story about a little boy who had a double D pair of breasts by the time he was 12. Because he started transitioning at the age of 8 under his mother, who didn't want to hurt her little baby's feelings. By the time he hit 11 years old and realized he liked women, he had a double D. How, pray tell, is he going to get more of that testosterone, which he needs to be a man to attract a woman, if he's walking around with double D breasts, ladies and gentlemen? That's crazy. But that's what's going on. So now you got parents going to the school board and fighting them back, but now you got the gay men's choir saying, we're going to make your kids accepting of anything that we want to shove down their throats. Isn't that exciting? It's not. It's creepy. Moving on. Teachers. <laughs> They're in the schools. They've been told not to groom your child into thinking that they, little children, seven, eight-year-olds, first and second grade here, some of them in kindergarten can switch from being a boy to a girl or a girl can switch to a boy. They've been told not to do that. But what are they doing? They have what is now called transition closets. As I said from Robert Spencer, 
it goes into is said that the goal of the transition closet is for our students. Once again, these are your children, but they've adopted them now that they're in school because they care. Once again, not your values, their values, because it's your kid and theirs. They didn't raise them. They don't feed them. They didn't have the fun to make them. But guess what? They're now owning your child. And this is what they're going to do. They're saying our students to wear the clothes that their parents approve to approve of, come to school, and then swap out the clothes that fit who they truly are. Again, how does a seven or an eight-year-old know who they really are? Many of them think they can fly if they jump off of a swing set and can fly into the sky and into the sun, which is illogical but befitting their understanding and knowledge. But a parent, I mean, correction, a teacher is now saying that they want them to have these closets where they can put on clothes for who they truly are, which is nonsense. They further on said that the idea that a child is convinced or cajoled into gender confusion is expressing who they truly are, is almost as diluted as the gender confusion itself, and it is nothing less than child abuse for schools to be perpetuating it without parents' knowledge or consent, meaning that these people are pushing your child to change their gender, and the teachers are Champion it, and they will not tell you. Auntie and uncle, don't expect your nephew or niece to tell you that some weird adult at their school who should be teaching them to read, write, and arithmetic is also telling them that they can be a little girl. And what's even creepier is that a lot of these weirdo teachers doing this crap put it all on TikTok. Right? One man named Mr. Martin Edwards, who's also transgender, transgender, said he has posted videos of himself in the classroom showing off his stilettos he wears to school. If you are gay and a grown man, what are you going to school in stilettos? You're there to teach. A woman's stilettos is a different, totally different thing. But he is a transgendered man going to wear stilettos around children who cannot ask him questions and then it says why do so many teachers appear so happy to discuss their private lives and sexual proclivities with their minor students to display them in a way that students cannot miss why do so many teachers want to conceal what students are doing from the stair the, the students own parents okay one lady, this Amer Rush lady, who is the founder of the Transition Closet, said, We do provide a safe space for kids whose parents are not accepting because it's known to help lower suicide rates. That's a lie. If you want the truth, go look up John Hopkins' study they did in 1969 or 1979. I believe it was 1979, in which they were the first ever to start doing transition surgeries. What they found out is that the suicide rate stayed the same regardless of the transition surgery. Meaning it's something to do with their heads and nothing to do with how you, the outside person, are perceiving them. 
This is an internal problem. If you don't do the internal work, you're not going to get the external output or the, the fruits of the labor, right? They are kicking against the prick. God made you a man, you're a man. If you're a more of an effeminate man, you'd be probably a more dominant woman, which there are plenty. Go find the balance. But I continue. The woman says, these kids are doing it anyway. We just want to provide them with a way to do it safely to where they're not wearing clothes too small for them or doing it in a way that's going to get them hurt by their parents. Again, how are the parents the problem? As, as the old insult used to say, this is an A-B conversation. See your way out. You are a teacher who is injecting yourself into a parent's family. You are introducing things they didn't want that child to even know about. You are doing this to make yourself feel better about the effed up choices you made that are opposite of science and God. But again, they're doing this under the table where the parents can't see it or catch them or beat the hell out of them, which I would do. This is sick, ladies and gentlemen. These people who are doing this to groom your child into a certain way of thinking and lifestyle are okay with doing this, right? And let's continue with this, this, this article because it gets even worse, you know? It says here that, um, according to the Epilogue, uh, Epioch Times, excuse me, that the Marshall University, the University of Alcohol, uh, Arkansas, Penn State, and University of California are among colleges that have been operating trans clauses for years. Meaning, they are encouraging boys not to become men and girls not to become women. They should be encouraging boys to become men and girls to become women, i.e. good, honorable, and decent men and women is what they should be encouraging through college and, and teaching these young children in schools to be good little boys and girls who know nothing about sex until they reach the age of understanding and reach the age when their parents are giving the birds and the bees about who they should be hooking up with and how they should be taking care of their business downstairs. But instead, we have a whole bunch of weirdos doing this under the guise of being teachers. You have gay men choirs who are supposed to be out here helping the community, as they say. And, and let's go back to the 1960s and 70s. It's about love. We just want to be able to live our life without discrimination. We just want to be able to live our lives and you can live your lives and we don't have to bother each other. There's enough space in America where we each can live our own separate lives without hurting each other. Now, these same people that were preaching that are in your kid's classroom converting them to a lifestyle that you never approved of, which is abuse of power. And let's further go on with something else that's in here. A lot of these people as you see it, every time Gay Pride Month comes up, they're marching down the street, they're offensive, they're rude, they're waving their signs telling you what to believe, what to think. They're even to the point now where they're trying to tell you, normal, everyday people, what you're allowed to say in public. 
This is wrong, ladies and gentlemen. This is nasty. This is not to be offensive or rude to those who are LGBT. Live your life as you want. But when you bring it to my house, you've got to live by my rules. This is my house. When you bring it to my child, they live in my house and live under my rules, not yours. You introducing knowledge that is wrong, incorrect by every measure of fact to make yourself feel good is offensive, wrong, and in many cases, in many countries, will get your rear end beat. But here we are in America, in the Western world, we're so open, so equal, and we're everything else that we've got to the point to where we are now pushing lies to children who can't even detect them. If you are a parent or anyone else who has family who are of the LGBT cult or the alphabet community, speak love to them. Speak the truth to them, regardless of how it hurts their feelings. Talk this to your children. If you got kids, 18 and below, heck, 20, uh, 30 and below, get involved, get active, and get after it, ladies and gentlemen. This trans rights business is not a joke. It's going to destroy the foundation of what we see as a normal functioning republic or democracy or however the heck you want to call it. This is dangerous. If you're in a church and they're starting this inclusive language to help other people transition in, you need to stop that sucker right there. Stop it. Speak the truth. Speak the truth. That's all I got to say. Hopefully something I've said made you think it will make you really start to get involved in what's going on because they want you. And my day, these people are pushing all these trans rights down people's throats. Want you to sit down, shut up, don't be offensive, don't know anything, don't read anything, and don't have an opinion. Why? Because they have an opinion that's wrong, it's loud, it's crude, and it's now grooming children into a lifestyle that will not equal another generation comes down the road. So, be blessed, have a good afternoon, and God bless you, wherever you are. This is Seventh Brother once again, and your gracious old flame voice signing out. Bye.